And we're back with the Team Early AF Podcast. This is the Bullet Point Open 2022, Week 2, Event 3, Popeye, Episode 2 of the podcast for the Bullet Point Open. We're excited to drop some strategy. I am joined by my co-host Michael Avang from Week 1, his wife Christy Avang, and then we've got Brandon Leith from CrossFit Liberty Hill. It's the... uh, Hometown gym, the two of uh, Michael and Christy work out at. Brandon is the owner, one of the coaches. Great guy. I've really enjoyed uh, listening to Mike and Christy's stories from there. And it was cool to finally meet him in the Zoom space. Talk bullet point open, strategy for the workouts, how we felt after, all kinds of things. And then we uh, picked Brandon's brain about uh, competitions, community, fitness. There's a lot that goes into it. We are all very... uh, complicated individuals and when you mix that with discomfort fitness uh the really the the openness and the vulnerability we all show in those spaces all of our life stresses and all that showing up and uh brandon even talks about in the podcast where there's not many places where you can go in and all of the craziness the constant stream of thoughts in life can just disappear and the gym is one of those spaces so yeah it does it does crazy things to us and we talk we talk a little bit about that in this podcast as well so i hope you enjoy i hope you learn some strategy for the workout and that you uh have a good time and you have fun it's the big message from this podcast have fun with it with fitness with your competitions and uh yeah good luck this podcast is sponsored by bullet point competition we are they have been a long-time supporter of the show. We love them. Uh, the the in-person competitions, thanks COVID, that's definitely definitely hurt things. But the Open is always a great time. We have a lot of fun reconnecting with all of our uh, online leaderboard friends every year, so we're excited for it. We are also sponsored by Schulze Family Beef in Humberd, Wisconsin. If you're looking for pasture-raised Wisconsin beef, ships right to your door. However you want it can be a monthly subscription, a specialty box, all kinds of goodies. Check them out. Schulze Family Beef. We love it. Always have it in the freezer here. We are also sponsored by, supported by, the patrons of this show on Patreon, so Team Early AF. Check it out. Support the show. There's weekly fitness tutorials, techniques, uh, gear, fads, diets, all that kind of stuff. We break it down for you, give you... Uh, minimal effective dose for what you need to be doing at home, that kind of thing, especially especially now. Times are crazy. If you're not comfortable working at home, if you've got some kind of condition that doesn't uh, allow for it to happen easily, there's a lot of great options, and we offer some of those on our Patreon platform. So check that out, as well as all kinds of different training options. So if you're looking for something a little bit more specific uh, for an orthopedic injury, my background in sports medicine as a certified athletic trainer. I can help you with that. Fitness-related, lifestyle habits, that's all on there. A bunch of different options, so check it out. Uh, and thanks for all the support. So here we go. Enjoy the show. Cool, cool. Here we are. Rocking and rolling, episode two of the Bullet Point Open 2022 podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kepke, joined once again from week one by Michael Avang. Mike, thanks for uh, jumping on, buddy. Hey, you bet, Will. Thanks for uh, having me on. Heck yeah, we got Christy Avang and Brandon. Brandon, what's your last name again? Leith. 
Leith, right? Yeah. All right, cool. I wanted to say Heath because I knew a Heath growing up, but I, I, I get it all the time. And I love spelled in junior high at Heath. <laughs> Every yearbook. So yeah, no problem. <laughs> and I love the candy bar. Uh, so Brandon Leith from CrossFit, CrossFit Liberty Hill. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, this, this is, this is week two event three Popeye workout from grit. Good old grit performance. Uh, Jacob Hepner's uh, terrible, terrible torture. We're going to pick his brain next week. It'll be fun. But yeah, thanks for joining us. Michael, how are you feeling after week one? Let's, let's start there. <laughs> Uh, well, um, so we did the, we did the workout Sunday morning. So last weekend, Sunday morning, and it's now Thursday and, um, uh, yeah, that squid game, I definitely pushed as hard as I absolutely could. Um, and then some, uh, I knew going into it with those short sprint intervals that I was going to have to really yank those dumbbells off the floor there was, there was not going to be any time to lollygag if I wanted to actually make it into the second round. Um, yeah. So I just hit it as hard as I possibly could and then just kind of prayed I could hold on. <laughs> and uh, fortunately uh, I had like Brandon and uh, his wife, Leslie, who are the owners and uh, coaches over at CrossFit Liberty Hill uh, there to kind of yell at me, especially during the, uh, the third interval when I was doing my burpees. Uh, so <laughs> that was great. And I, I, I definitely got to the point where I had to just close my eyes and just bury myself into it. And it was really terrible. So I was very sore afterwards. Um, I was sore Monday. I rested. And then I was even more sore Tuesday. I think I'm starting to feel normal today on Thursday. So that's how Squid Game went. <laughs> that sounds about right. You need yeah. it's, it's important to have that, that person near you when you start to get into three. Or I even saw a few people in four. Um, you need that person there to push you because you're in a, you're in a very uncomfortable, horrible place. Um, and yeah, yeah. you need, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to nerd out. Cause I watched a rewatched Harry Potter while, while I had COVID, uh, over Christmas. <laughs> and, uh, it's when, uh, Harry's forcing Dumbledore to drink that potion to get the Horcrux. You need that. That's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's that, that friend that trusted loved one that's there to force you to keep, keep, uh, staying uncomfortable because it's good for you. It's some weird, some weird delayed, delayed form of gratification. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good comparison. And, uh, (laughs) I'm pretty good at pushing myself most of the time, but it's kind of like, no matter who you are, if there's someone there to yell at you that at that right moment, you can always take it that extra, you know, five, 10% or whatever. So I was, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I had, uh, my, my longtime workout CrossFit dad, Chris Omernick, pushing me there. So he's always been that voice when he talks. I'm like, I hate you. I don't want to listen to you, but I have to because you're my CrossFit dad. So, and you took third in that workout. So well done, buddy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was, I was very surprised. I thought there would be a couple outliers who like made it through the whole thing mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or at least the fourth round. So when I saw my score, I was like, oh, okay, but I, it's, it's all I had. So I'm happy with it. Um, so I guess I'm as surprised as anybody. Hell yeah. Good work. All right. Well, let's, this is a, this is a good, good segue. Let's bring in our uh, co-host for the episode, Christy. How, how, what are, let's uh, give everyone an update. 
who you are. You've been on the podcast before, but it's been a while. Yeah, uh, so- who you are, what you do, why you work out. Sure. So I'm Christy Aving. I'm Mike's wife. I've been doing CrossFit since 2017. Um, and in the last two and a half years, I've had two babies. So I'm just kind of getting back up to speed uh, to where I was before I had both of my kids. The youngest is nine months now. Um, I've never been a super serious athlete. So it's just really for fun and to stay healthy and to be able to eat all the things that I want to be able to eat, (laughs) (laughs) enjoy life. Um, Yeah, that's. Yeah. And you were pretty new to CrossFit even before, right before you had kids. Yeah. I'd only been doing it for about two years at that point. So Christy's like, it doesn't really count. (laughs) She's a lot better athlete than she's letting on. Uh She's a great mover. She's a great technique. Uh, Yeah. She's really good at it. So don't let her fool you. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) The other sneaky thing about Christy, she's actually, she's extremely tough. Well, I don't know about that. I I never underestimate Christy. Yeah, they're both. It's 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 funny to watch them both work out because they both have this pace that just doesn't seem to let up. You know, it's their own individual pace, but they just maintain it. They never seem to either either one of them really get to a point where they've oh no, I've overdone it. And that's what's really admirable about it. They 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 just have that ability to move through workouts at the right pace, and it's their <laughs> pace, and they know it. And that's what I love about watching. Well, that's out. my secret. I never overdo it. <laughs> you, you get plenty done, Christy. Uh, but the uh squid game workout that was uh that was an experience i'd never done anything like that start stop red light green light style before i made it so i'm doing the intermediate division um i made it almost all the way through the first round in the workout i think i had one more devil press and six wall balls to go and I would have made it. And at that point I had mixed feelings about whether or not I actually wanted to finish the round because ouch. Um, <laughs> ouch. But that's where I ended up landing in that workout. So. And how do you, how do you feel now after? Uh, better than Mike, but I didn't push <laughs> the gas pedal quite so hard. So nope. Yes, I feel good and fresh as I can for doing <laughs> Popeye on Saturday. Besides the fact that I ripped my hands today. Yeah, you were mentioning that before. Spicy. That sucks. That'll yeah, that'll make Popeye real fun. Brandon, my man, thanks for joining us. Nice to meet you today. No, it's uh, great. Thanks for having me. Who are you? What do you do? Why do you work out? Why yeah, do you want so a CrossFit I, gym? Yeah, my name is uh, Brandon Leith. Uh, I am from the Liberty Hill area, which if you're not familiar with Liberty Hill, they might have explained it on the podcast before, but we're probably about 30 minutes or so um, outside of Austin. Um, so it's a great town, really small town. Uh, never really had much experience doing CrossFit uh, in this area at all. I started back in about 2009 uh, doing CrossFit. And it's one of those things that uh, I was super out of shape, super overweight, um, had no interest in working out. Uh, my wife kind of convinced me to go try out this class. I kind of put it off and I was like, ah, well, well you go, you go and do your thing and I'll just kind of figure things out. She convinced me to, uh, to go to my first CrossFit class and I'll never forget it. It was, um, I showed up and I'm just, I'm seeing all of these males, females, old, young, they're, they're just doing all these barbell lifts, which I'm not familiar with at all. I've never lifted a barbell. I don't think in my entire life up to that point, um, it's super intimidating, 
um, absolutely destroyed me. I had to actually get someone to drive me home. Um, I had, my buddy was there that took the test. <laughs> and I was like, I can't even drive home. I don't think we even lifted a barbell. I think we did sandbag workout. Um, but I absolutely fell in love with it. I just loved the, uh, the push, uh, and the drive. And, and I found out very quickly, it was, I never really had like a mental break from something where my brain wasn't just constantly running. I, I have this habit of my brain is always thinking about other things. I never can just relax and be present. And I think it was probably the first time in my life that I was present and I was there and I wasn't thinking about anything else for those like 15, 20 minutes. And it was such a great release. It was just so addicting to me. And it just kept me coming back and coming back and coming back. And then just like with anybody else, it kind of falls into that routine. You just kind of develop this, this passion for it. You're seeing other people lift. You see yourself kind of progress um, and you get this desire. We were talking about earlier before the podcast started about how that, that flip, I mean, that switch gets flipped and you just kind of, you're like, you get this drive and you're like, oh, I want to lift more. I want to go faster. I want to do this. And uh, it just kind of progressed from there. And eventually um, we had an opportunity to open up a gym kind of in our area, in this Liberty Hill area. Um, and so we kind of took advantage of it, um, helped another guy open up a gym here. Um, and uh, his uh, his business, his regular work took him somewhere else. And so we bought the gym from him and have been running it since uh, 2012 um, out here in Liberty Hill and uh, kind of opened up uh, people in Liberty Hill to CrossFit. Because it was, it, it was interesting because we were in, at other gyms that I had trained at previously, you had had people come in that had experienced other CrossFit gyms and they were dropping in. They had some kind of experience. Whereas when we started this gym, everybody was starting from ground zero. Um, I can't think of maybe, maybe two people that had any idea what CrossFit even was when we started. So it was really fun to kind of see everybody start at the exact same level. Um, you could kind of throw out the window what people's preconceived notions are of CrossFit. Oh, it's just a bunch of people lifting weights way too fast. Uh, poor form, poor technique. And we got to kind of switch that. And we, we started out, we didn't have much money and our gym was super small. Um, we had probably about maybe six stall mats, a rack for maybe two people to back squat, three barbells and maybe four kettlebells and a bunch of empty, dangerous concrete around those mats. And we just <laughs> made it work, you know? And, and it, it was it was super fun because, um, you know, it, it wasn't when people would walk into our gym, it wasn't like you would see on Instagram when you see these amazing gyms where people will, you know, max out their credit cards or they'll have sponsors or something. We didn't have anything. So we just, but we made it work. And I think that that's what really what Cross, what's beautiful about CrossFit is it kind of shows people that you don't need all this stuff. You really just need a group of people to push you. Um, and, and that's really it. Um, and so we kind of progressed and we, over the course of, of three years, we kind of grew out of that facility, moved into a little bit bigger, we're there for three years. And then we kind of moved into the facility where we're at now, uh, which we've extended. It's probably about uh, a little bit over 3000 square feet and uh, it's a really big spot and it's, it's super nice. Um, I, I love every bit of it. We still don't have the nicest equipment. We don't have a fleet of, of assault bikes or anything like that, but um, I think that's just kind of how we've always been. Um, we don't need um, all, all the crazy equipment. We just need some barbells and some people that uh, want to hang out and lift some weights. And, and that's kind of what we've done. And so um, it's been great. It's been a great experience. Um, I've got to learn so much from uh, so, meeting so many people that I never would have come in contact with if I hadn't been at that gym. And now pretty much all of my friends are members of that gym. So it's, it's, it's like a giant family and I just love it. It's awesome, man. Love it. A lot of, a lot of truth in there. It's just, it's more about the the people, the energy, you know, the minimal equipment. You don't need a bunch of fancy toys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I love it. Good old, the good, the good old days. I don't know how many, I don't know how many more, more of those are going to happen now. 
from from now into the future seems yeah. like the the name of or the the direction of the game is 40 grand startup and <laughs> you need you need the the space and everything's got to look good for the it's got to look perfect for the grams yeah, yeah. a lot of Brandon's lot of, selling it short though that his gym's beautiful and has everything you could ever need oh yeah i've seen i've that, seen pictures and video from, I don't from like mike that. no i think it's perfect i i couldn't agree more i just just from the the direction that a lot of fitness spaces are going you get the mm-hmm. It's um, it's unfortunate. Uh, something I've even I've noticed. Uh, my my degree was in sports medicine, and I went in as a non traditional student, working my way through school. You know, busting my ass coaching. That's 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 where Team Early AF came from. Waking up at four, coaching five, six, seven, eight, going to clinical, going to class. Uh, and now the way the the program is structured, there's no way, there's no way I could afford it as it's it's bumping up towards that doctorate degree. So all of your school credits are insanely expensive and they expect you to do even more clinicals with no pay. So someone like myself would be very limited in their ability to do that without uh, mom and dad paying for it. So <laughs> sad yeah, to see and- in some ways and same with the same with the, the, the grassroots gym. I mean, I started training, training folks in my parents' garage and it grew from there and, um, yeah, you, it's it's harder and harder to see that and hear stories like yours, Brandon. So I love I love it when I do get to hear them. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I think people that come from those humble beginnings, um, I think a lot of the new members can kind of tell that. And when I get someone that comes into our gym for the first time, um, granted, I always want them to stay. I want them to be a member at my gym, but I always tell them leading into it, you know, there's there's now with CrossFit being as big as it is, there's tons of different gyms to 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 go to and. Uh, I tell them, I was like, you, you want to be at a gym where you feel comfortable in the environment. Um, granted, there's going to be some uncomfortability, of course, you know, going into CrossFit. That's just, that's the name of the game. But uh, I always tell them, I'm like, try our gym, see if you like it for a little bit and try some other gyms. I want you to feel comfortable because it's such a great thing. And you, you might find that you, you, you gravitate more towards a CrossFit gym that programs more strongman workouts or things like that. But that's the beauty of it. I think I, I just want people to come in and just try it, whether it's my gym or someone else's gym. I just think that there's so much value to it. Um, and I try to tell them that I'm like, just go to a bunch of other gyms. When you're out of town, visit another gym, see what it's like at these other places and, and find a place that fits for you. Mm. Amen. Mike dropped that part. Uh, Brandon, have you, have you done squid games or three rep math? Yes, I did. I did. I uh, loved Damn. every minute of it. What's the verdict? How you feeling? What'd you think <laughs> during after? And how do you feel now? So I'll tell you, leading into it, let me clarify real quick. I am in the master's division. I am 41. I didn't tell you that, Mike. I registered for the master's division, (laughs) but I am 41. So, uh, but, and I was honestly, when I looked at the workout, I was, uh, I saw the 50 pound dumbbells and I was like, well, for masters, we ain't got to worry about that. Wrong. It was 50 pound dumbbells for the masters as well. So I got a little bit of a shoulder issue. So that was new to me, uh, but it was fun to kind of just figure out on the fly. I didn't do great in that workout, but I tell you, it was one of the most fun workouts I think I've done. So credit to programming that because it was just, it was so unique. Um, I didn't want to really prepare for it. I honestly, I didn't really want to know how much time I had to work. I wanted that kind of excitement of going into it. Um, It didn't serve me well. I didn't do well in the workout, (laughs) but I had a blast doing it. Um, I really enjoyed the three rep max. Um, We did, we did the lift we did the lift before, right, Mike? Yeah, right before. Yeah, that's right. 
yeah, we did the lift before. Um, really enjoyed that because me and Mike got to warm up together. Um, felt pretty confident. Our, our, our cleans, I think we hit what we were trying to hit. Um, the shoulder to overheads were, were good. Uh, but yeah, all in all, it was uh, great programming for, for that first workout. And we actually implemented the, uh, the Squid Game workout, you know, a version of it rather, into our class workout. We did, a, we did plate burpees as a scale for the dumbbells. Um, and they loved it as well. So it, it was fun. It was, they, they really enjoyed every second of it. So it was great to get that feedback from the class to go through that workout also. Love it. I did, did the same at our gym, used that format for a workout and people gave me, gave me the reaction I was looking for. A lot of people, you know, didn't want to talk to me. They're like, I'm not on, not on speaking terms with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> made it made a few tweaks so i knew people would be getting into rounds three and four um and it would be a good time and we i subbed in uh i took the burpees out for people and i made them do sled pushes instead oh nice <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. i was like i'm not gonna make you do burpees because everyone everyone at my gym knows i'm not i don't i don't program burpees often so they're like, oh, you won't make us do burpees. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And then I had the sleds out for them. And they all just were like, oh, oh, no. They're like, can we do burpees? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'd rather do burpees. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> we're pushing these sleds. It's going to be a good time. Uh, no, I, I love the format of that workout. I still haven't watched Squid, Ga Squid Games. Brandon, have you, have you uh, watched Squid Games? Unfortunately, I have. I sat through the whole thing. My, my kids, my kids were like, you got to check this out. And I was like, I took my son's advice and I was like, okay, I'll sit through it. And I sat through all of them. And I will say for, for your audience, it's not worth your time. <laughs> Great workout. <laughs> the show. I just, I don't know. Man. That's having that watched it. That's how I feel about it. We, we yeah. tried to watch it and I was, I think I made it 10 minutes. I'm like, Nope, not going to happen. I tell um, people it's, it's, it's about as disappointing as Yellowstone, the latest season. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I like it. All right. So that that's given everyone a Mike. I, I can, this is yesterday was the first day I could touch my face since Friday. I, oh, uh, I, oh uh, let me guess. Uh, tricep soreness oh from the burpees. It was, it was so bad. I was such a whiner for like 72 hours. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't eat normal. I couldn't, Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. I couldn't drinking coffee was like a max effort lift to my face. <laughs> my, my, I was like, okay, I need to do something to move because they were so bad. I had a 15 pound kettlebell and I just walked around alternating arms, stretching my tricep out. And then I tried, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to do rowing. My triceps hurt so bad. I couldn't actually do a full row rep and they just hurt the whole time. My triceps while rowing, my triceps hurt. <laughs> That's I love it. I love it when you get like we Brandon to, to preface this. I had yeah. COVID all through Christmas and New Year's, so I didn't work out for like three weeks. And the week leading up to Friday Night Lights, I'm like, you know what? I should probably be responsible and work out a little bit. But all I did was like mobility and little mm -hmm. flow sessions. I'm like, nope. First workout back is going to be Squid Games, and I'm going to go hard. I'm going <laughs> to. I had a. I had a. I coached in the morning. I had a funeral that day for my cousin. So there was day drinking celebration of life. I walked in the Friday night lights. I didn't even have my shoes. I had to borrow shoes from someone else. <laughs> warmed up, warmed up on the assault bike. And this I was the most Bill I story. Just, I just like quick sign of the cross said a quick prayer. And I'm like, all right, see everybody on the other side. And I, <laughs> I made it. I made it through the first round. Pretty. I was, I was happy with how I finished. It was pretty quick. And then second round, 
everything fell apart. I was, I had a headache from, I'm pretty sure from COVID leftovers headache, like my, <laughs> all the oxygen was depleted from my body. I didn't know what was going on. My arms were, my arms were noodles. I said, there's a picture of me sitting on a med ball. I was sitting on the wall ball during one of the red light moments, just head, head against the squat rack. Just why am I here? What is this? What's going on? This is fantastic. What am I going to eat after this workout? But yeah. And then, uh, I had doms by like nine o'clock that night. And then it <laughs> we had an open house at our gym Saturday morning and I'm just walking around like, so happy to meet you. Cause I can't. Stra- <laughs> Great selling point. Yeah. 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 I, so you know, much fun here. Yeah. I like told, me. I told no one, it's no so one. much fun. Yeah. To work right? out here. Nope. I'm like, don't ask me to demo anything with my upper body. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, it was a good time. I knew I knew it was going to go that way, right? That's that's the yeah. The point. I, We're good now. And that's why I always do the bullet point open each year because, like, it's I you get these uh, the, the the it's there's always an innovative format. The programming is always interesting, and it, I always end up getting to a level of intensity in some weird way where you do get like insane tricep soreness from burpees, you know. <laughs> Like for, for like, so I'm, I'm usually pretty quick at burpees and that last cycle, uh, the tie break score where I was doing burpees, I, it was so hard and I was already so tired that like I dropped down to do a burpee and I, I, I couldn't feel my whole body, obviously. And I usually pop up pretty quick and I dropped down to do a burpee and I got, I got like a quarter into a pushup and then I actually just fell. Like I, I just... I just fell and smacked my face on the floor. Like, I don't even know what happened. I don't even like mentally, I don't even know what happened. I just, everything gave it. I just smack anyways. Uh, so, and I, I, I was kind of stunned for a second. I kind of looked left and right real quick. I was like, what? And then I just kept pushing and got back up. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, it's not, I didn't have an open house the next uh, day. Yeah. As a, as a coach, I'll, I will preface this by saying that's, that's not how I recommend people go into this. Um, so <laughs> don't do that. Uh, don't do that ever. I would, I wouldn't allow that. This is, this is coming from someone who's been dabbling with CrossFit since 2010. So I, I knew full well, what was, what to expect with my decisions and what was going to happen afterwards. And I'm fine now. I knew, I knew the, the proper sequence of things to do afterwards. Feel good. Ready for, uh, ready for event three. So using that going into, I had it up where to go, uh, Popeye. So we've got this workout's going to hurt. No, we did it. A few people had to do it Wednesday cause they're gone this week at our gym. And I, we, so Brandon, uh, I talked about this last week, but we do. So my gym D one training Stevens point, we do a walkthrough Wednesday. So we, we like go through the workout, kind of remind everyone, what to look for for tiebreakers for scoring yada 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 because we've got athletes judging each other for the workouts on fridays and then we we break down the workout be it a strength we kind of really dial in technique workout like this break it into smaller reps going on the minute kind of doing some skill practice especially while fatigued uh staying away from uh burning ourselves out on Wednesdays, but kind of as a practice for Friday, because I, I tell people smaller sets, but no one listens to me. 
Well, I shouldn't say no one, but there's always the handful of people that are like, nah, nah, Bill, I'm going to go 30, 30 unbroken hang power cleans. And then mm-hmm. they get done and they can't straighten their arms and they're wondering what happened. And I'm just staring at them from across the gym. <laughs> so we've got two rounds, uh, 12 minute time cap, two rounds, 30 pull-ups, uh, rows for scaled, 30 hang power cleans, 30 toes to bar, 30 sit-ups for scaled, and then a 30 cal row, two rounds. So that's, that's a tight time cap for that amount of work uh i'm excited i'm excited to see some throw down on friday night at baseline and see what happens yeah it looks like it's going to be a really fun workout i I love um it's got a lot of little traps in there because you 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 have these movements where when you have people that are efficient at pull-ups or toes to bar um, they see a lightweight barbell on the hang cleans and they're thinking well yeah i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go and they're not thinking about what's going to happen to that grip strength as it starts to go. And, and, you know, you're going to start out doing, you know, 30 pull-ups or 30 toes to bar and go unbroken. And it's going to get to a point. And I tell people this all the time in the workout. I'm like, it seems to be like to me with, with most of the people in my gym, I'll always reference on toes to bar. When you see more than 45, you really need to plan ahead because that core strength is going to probably start to dip off pretty quickly. Um, and I, I love toes to bar. I love pull-ups and I know, my brain is going to tell me, Hey, Brandon, just go, just go hang on the bar. And I know exactly where that's going to put me. It's going to put me down to doing a couple hang power cleans at 115. And who knows what's going to happen with that row. And I think that's going to be the real kicker. Um, I'm not much of a rower, really short legs. I'm a, I'm a short guy. So I'm going to have to save a lot of strength for that and use a lot of legs on that row. So um, it, it, I'm really excited to do that workout though. It looks like a lot of fun. I like it. Mike, what do you, Mike and Christy, what do you, what are you two thinking? Where are your, this, this workout, like Brandon was talking about is all knowing yourself, knowing your strengths, know where you need to uh, kind of check the reins on those strengths. If it means you're going to, you're going to go for big. Well, I'm not in any danger of going too fast on anything. That's for sure. I'll be really ecstatic to get through one full round in 12 minutes. Um, for the pull-ups, I just recently started being able to be, well, can't speak English, started being able to do pull-ups again after having my youngest, Ethan, who's now nine months old. Um, so I'm hoping if I do them in sets of three, I'll be able to get through that in a somewhat timely fashion. But my main Chris, hang-up- Christy, can I, I want to interrupt so you can elaborate more on that because mm-hmm. I think- um, that journey, because were you able to do pull-ups before your youngest was born? Yes. What, singles, sets of three, sets of five, sets of 10. What do you? Uh, my lifetime PR is nine. So. Okay. So <laughs> I think I've, I've coached a lot of moms, coached a lot of coaching, a lot of soon to be moms. And that, that part of their return, I think because their, their doctor's not talking about it, right? Like their, their medical staff, they're not worried about how many pull-ups they can do, but that's a big deal for a lot of us is how many pull-ups we can do. Mm-hmm. And after having a child, your body goes through some crazy, just some huge changes and it takes a long time to recover. Um, so can you elaborate on what that, what that return looked like for you? Because you, you did, you just touched on that. He's nine months old now. So you went from a lifetime PR of nine reps, mm-hmm. youngest child, Nine months later, you're talking about being able to string three of them together. What it, what were the highs and some of the lows of that nine months to get to three reps? That's a good question. So really the main thing is when you 
have a baby, your abs get like way separated out from the rest of your body and you have to give them time to come back. And if you are doing too much where you're in a hollow hold position or doing sit-ups too quickly, they can stay permanently separated either apart from each other or like from your stomach. So even when something feels good, you have to kind of check yourself and make sure you're not pushing too hard because you don't want to do permanent damage. Um, but really the main thing is with everything being so loosey goosey, like you could tense up all you want and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, I'm, you know, hard as a rock, but no, it's just big pile of mush. That muscle's not going to do anything. So, um, it's just really, you have to be really patient. It's a, a very slow road. And really it was about six months after that I was able to successfully try some kipping pull-ups and get a few. Um, today I did one set of five. So that was really exciting. <laughs> um, nice. And do you think it was more your core coming back together and fully healing mm -hmm. as opposed to your upper body strength? Or yeah, it's all core. Upper body yeah. strength has little to nothing to do with it. I have no upper body strength. I don't think I use my arms very much to pull up. <laughs> You've got tons of upper body strength. Don't don't yeah. don't sell yourself short. Yeah, but, uh, you carry, you carry all... small children around all day. You have upper body strength. Yeah, mom... she's got like fourteen inch buys, dude. Oh yeah, mom, mom shoulders a real thing from yeah. Oh, yeah. wrestling small boys. So no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. So I'm I'm sure within twelve minutes for this workout, I will manage to get through thirty pull ups. It's my personal goal would be to finish them within like six minutes, so I can at least progress to everything else. Um, we will see. That's awesome. Uh, but my main hang up with this workout, the power cleans won't be a problem, uh, but doing intermediate, the scale is knees to elbow, which I think is harder <laughs> than toes to bar. So, um, yeah. I might get stuck there, but depending <laughs> on how judiciously we are judging, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, depends. It's so it all depends if you bring Brandon like muffins that morning when you come to work yeah. out. <laughs> How close to our knees? Really These are have... some banana chocolate chip muffins, Brandon. Yes. <laughs> that's right, a that's a good rep, them? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not really sure why that's programmed that way. Um, and toes to bar have never really been a thing for me. Before I had my first baby, I could do singles on toes to bar. That's it. On my best day now, I can maybe get one in a warm up, but it's not happening in a workout. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. It'll be a test of strength. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The mom, the mom perspective is huge. Yeah. So many. It gets it gets kind of like swept aside or not. I don't think it, it's given the amount of yeah. I, I I yeah. I don't get. It definitely doesn't get as much sort of explication, exploration, you know, and explanation as it probably should. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, obviously, <laughs> I've never been pregnant. Whoa. Um, but but just you know, I living with Christy and seeing everything that she went through you know, your core and your, everything goes through, uh, such, such, um, so much change, you know, and, um, your core is so central to everything else that you do. 
much less the sport of functional fitness or exercise in general. Um, I think it's, it's um, interesting how uh, women come back from that and, you know, things that work, things that don't work and how it varies from, you know, woman to woman. Um, and I just, yeah. So I always like to hear Christy's perspective and, you know, learn from it. I did do CrossFit um, through both of my pregnancies until the very end. So I think that helped a lot also. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. She, stayed, she stayed moving a lot. Yeah. And how do those kids repay you? By not letting you sleep. I know. They don't let you sleep. <laughs> they scream through the whole workout. Brandon knows he wears Ethan on his chest during most workouts while he's coaching. <laughs> All the time. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are the best days. I love no, I get, I get four eyes to help watch everybody. Yep. It's great. <laughs> and if you're lucky, they share their snacks. Uh, he always has like <laughs> mozzarella cheese or something. And I always get something. <laughs> I love it. Mike, what about you? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What are you strategizing? Um, I, All 30 pull-ups. I feel, I feel acutely diagnosed and dissected by Brandon's uh, warnings about everything they said about this workout because uh you know and i'm not sure so because so i i'm a somewhat conservative when it comes to my approach to competition sometimes uh and i've surprised myself sometimes where, where i've been like oh okay where I, I that time where i let it fly i actually did survive and uh sometimes like you know when you have, when i'm having a good day <laughs> Oh, those I'll, rare occasions. Yeah, when I'm having a good day, I'll be like, "Wow, I just like banged out a set of thirty pull-ups, and that like felt good," you know. And so, but some days, you know, I'll do like ten or fifteen, and I'm and I'm like, "Ow." Um. So I really, I was like, I'm not really sure. Looking at this, it's only two rounds. I can row pretty well. Um, hang hang power hang power cleans pretty good for me. I was like, what if I just like rip through all of it and just don't put anything down ever? <laughs> do it so, <laughs> and uh and I, I texted brandon that because i was like hey this is kind of a crazy idea but like what if i just never stopped you know and uh, <laughs> did did brandon not respond to your to your text he's like <laughs> he probably I thought, about, I thought about it for a bit you know it's it's funny though because you know when when mike he'll throw out some suggestions on rep schemes sometimes and and, and i can be completely wrong I'll, I'll tell him to be sometimes i'll tell him to be a little bit more conservative conservative than he probably should be um but i think in this workout i think that 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 grip is really going to play a, a huge role in so so like with the pull-ups for instance my, my approach would probably be in in my instances to break it up really conservatively and do three three quick sets of ten um, try to stay close to the bar. That's one of the biggest killers. Whenever you're breaking up pull-ups, the second you start to walk away. So I always, when I'm, when, especially when someone's in a competition atmosphere, I'll yell at them to not let them walk around or I'll stand in front of them and tell them to turn around and go right back underneath the bar. Um, but to <laughs> find, you know, to find that good pace on those pull-ups, I think is really important. Um, with toes to bar, that's one of those movements that you can break them up into short sets and still be really efficient. And that's what I like about toes bar. You don't necessarily have to do big sets if you're not, if you're not at that level. Um, and, and so that's probably going to be my approach there. Um, what I like about uh, the barbell is that's one where I feel like if you utilize like something like a hook grip to help save that grip just a little bit, that might be in your benefit. Um, but 
and the, with the row, it's like with the row, you, you can slow the pace down a little bit. You can push yourself on the other movements and on the row, no matter what you're doing, you're always making progress. So I tell people on the runs and CrossFit, you don't have to be sprinting because you're always making progress. Do the work inside the building and same principle with the row. I think that if we can just get through those movements efficiently, not overdoing it and get a decent pace on the row, see how that first round goes and then check the time. And then if you have to just go balls to the wall in that last round, do it then. Um, but don't put yourself in a position to where you're like, man, I can't even do five toes to bar right now. Um, and the first round I was getting close to doing sets of 15 or sets of 20 or something like that. You don't want to have that switch because it's not only physically, but mentally, it kind of shuts you down a little bit because you start to panic because you realize, oh no, oh no. And you got to pull it together and you don't want to put yourself in that position. I think on that second round, because you're really <laughs> much of time. Yep. 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 And I will spend more often than not, Brandon has been correct. <laughs> not always. <though. laughs> so there's, there's those good days where Michael walks in and you know, he's got what five hours of sleep now, six hours is a good day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> my, my whoop is reading like a solid, like 42% on a good day, you know? And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> is for you, Mentally, does that get at you? Because I know you're a numbers guy. I know you, yeah, you like that stuff. You obviously, you also like to push. So, do you, you're competitive. Do you take that as a, well, I'll show you whoop. You don't know. You don't know me. <laughs> or, or, or does it, does it already set you up for like yeah. that person oh. right through there? I was like, oh, I always fail on the third rep. Well, yeah, because you say that over and over again. So, are, do you go in now mentally yeah. defeated because the whoop has set your destiny for the day? Or yeah. Do, or is it a challenge and you get mad at it and you're yelling and then Brandon's wondering why you're yelling and you're screaming at your wrist. <laughs> why you sold me? It would go better than this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, I think probably in the past, I don't wage war against my whoop. Um, I'm not at war with my whoop. I try not to be, <laughs> but I, uh, I use it as like a, just another piece of data. So I, I not, not necessarily the final story because there have been times where my recovery read pretty well and I just didn't feel good or there's, and there's been times where it read kind of poorly and I felt okay. Um, so I, I, it's another useful piece of um, information, but I don't. Um, so if you were to have like a multivariable equation, I don't give it too much weight in that equation. <laughs> um, and so, but I, but I still, you know, but I, but I watch it. So like, if I'm, especially when it comes to trends, if I'm trending, you know, down or the heart rate variability keeps trending hot, um, lower, then I'll take that into account. Um, so, but yeah, I try not to let it, because if it, we've learned anything, you know, especially from <clears throat> past few years, you know, the uh, data is very, is not complete. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, but I, I really like the loop though. I still like it. Um, and, uh, it's still useful, especially when it comes to monitoring sleep. Um, but I, yeah, I don't let it affect. Plus there's, there's also, and this is something the tactical games competing in the tactical games has helped me with mentally, which is you can, you can control all the variables that you can control up until the competition starts. And then it's the moment the competition starts, delete all of it. I, I, I act like I don't know anything that I actually know about, 
you know, what state my body is in, how much training, <laughs> you know, I, that's, that's all out the window and then it's just go. Um, so yeah. So like during a competition, I'm never thinking about what my recovery was. Love it. I love it. Yeah. I think for every, every, the strategies we talked about right here are perfect. Um, I'm going to just kind of going off last week with the wall balls, the, the breathing on a lot of this too, is knowing where you, where you hold tension. If you're one of those people that just cannot get their arms straight on their hand cleans, right? We've got, we all, we all know the handful of people at the gym that just keep their elbows bent. doesn't matter how you cue them, what they tell, what you tell them. As soon as they start cycling that bar, they keep their arms bent and then they wonder why, like they can't do anything afterwards. Uh, just <laughs> being aware of that, working on your breathing, trying to stay relaxed as much as you can in a lot of these movements, not having that death grip on all of the implements. Cause it's, you're holding all that extra tension that's just extra energy that's wearing away at you uh this is for most for most of us if you're in a the proper division that's a lighter clean and so you it's shouldn't be shouldn't be having to hold a lot of tension hold your breath you know minimal minimal bracing through that core should be needed to move that barbell so yeah just understand where you're keeping tension and understand yeah that's a really really good point especially during a competition when you're all you're all amped up <clears throat> so there's tons of tension in your body and you're going to want to just ah through, through everything. So I'm going to be thinking about having being really loose and having as big smooth tips as possible on the pull-ups. <clears throat> I'm going to try to get a really good hook grip and I'm going to do a nice, easy high hang on the clean as much as I can right into the hip pocket and just popping it up, um, you know, and just staying as fluid as possible. Which is, which is hard when everything hurts really bad. Right. So the, when worse, the worse it hurts, the more you want to tense uncomfortable. up. Uncomfortable. Yeah. But so rolling off that, I want to, I want to hear from, cause I, what I love about these podcasts is getting coaches from all over the place. Brandon, how do you navigate competition, a leaderboard at your gym? If you have one, something like competition, like the bullet point open your general population, people who just, you know, they want to, they want to move. They want to, uh, stay healthy, be strong for their kids, look good naked, be able to eat whatever they want. Right. How do you, how do you navigate that? What does that look like at your affiliate? So what we did, um, after probably about, I'd say five years of, of running CrossFit Liberty Hill, um, we had, you know, your standard, uh, leaderboard, um, for all the workouts of the day, the clients would come in, write their name, we'd write their name down, They'd finish the workout. We'd write down their, their, their time, whether they did RX, whether they didn't, we'd put that little designation up there. Um, and over time, I started to see more and more individuals come into the gym, um, whether they were high-level athletes or relatively new, uh, they would walk right to that whiteboard and they would recognize someone that had worked out before them and they would base their entire day off of how they did on that workout, whether, they, oh, well, you know, James did RX and I couldn't do RX today, or James beat me by two minutes and they would leave so frustrated. And it started happening more and more. Um, and, and myself included, I kind of got obsessed with it as, as, cause I, I work out in our classes. Um, we do, I, I have all of our coaches do our workouts as well. Um, but it started to create this negative atmosphere. And so I was, I just thought, I was like, what if we just eliminate this board and, and just throw this out the window? and have, you know, your elite level athletes that are coming in and they want to be pushed, they gravitate towards each other. When you have 
an individual like Mike, who really, really wants to push himself, he can, he can see someone in that gym that he wants to drive himself against. He doesn't need that leaderboard time. He knows what he's doing. Um, and when we, we kind of got rid of that, it was like the entire atmosphere changed. People weren't there to finish first necessarily. Yes, they still get pushed. We still program incredibly hard workouts and Mike and Chrissy can attest to that. But the atmosphere <laughs> was completely different. It was, you're getting people that are not, they don't, like the 445 class would get done and they would hang out and watch the 545 class. And they would do it in a way where they were almost hoping, um, and I hope he misses this lift so I can end up beating this time. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it created this negative atmosphere. And once that went away, it completely flipped. It was like you were seeing people encouraging people to be like, oh yeah, you got to you know, change this, try, try this. Or, or they would really put, come on, let's go off on this run together. Let's run. And you would see more community about that. And, and, I, and I loved that. But I also love implementing things like this, having these competitions take place because it gives people an opportunity to push to that next level and kind of see that, but it's not a part of our regular programming throughout the week. Um, and so whenever other gyms like this or other gyms are holding competitions, we always start to try to push those to get people to get out of their comfort zone just a little bit, but still enjoy coming to the gym every day and still leaving feeling good, not leaving feeling defeated over somebody's time on a board when you don't know what their day was like, whether you're the exact, you lift the exact same as them. You know, Mike didn't have any sleep last night. The baby was up all night. And it, I don't know that I had the perfect amount of sleep. I feel great. You know, Mike doesn't know that he's just frustrated because I beat him. That never happens by the way. But if that did, you would understand, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's, and so just me eliminate. being tired and missing lifts, that does happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does happen. But uh, no, to, to answer your question, it's, it's, um, it's really fun to incorporate these things periodically into the gym because it just, it, again, it just gets that people that little bit of extra drive, but they can still just, have fun still. And that's what I, that's what I love about CrossFit. I love the fact that it can be fun and it pushes other people to kind of, you know, go a little bit harder than they typically would. I think we lost your audio bill. Oh yeah. I, I, I didn't hit the mute button. <laughs> uh, no, I, that was that was perfect. That's the vibe I got from uh, Michael and Christie's post and how what they've talked about at Liberty Hill. And yeah, it was cool to get your perspective because I think that's important. Something that's also not talked about a lot in kind of if you want to call it the CrossFit boutique gym space. Um, that leaderboard in a lot of ways gets used at a lot of different places, a lot of different systems, franchises, and yeah, I think it unfortunately leads to a. It can lead to a like you were talking about uh, all the negatives <laughs> from, from community, from competition. Uh, people forget why they're there. We're here to push each other, get stronger as a community. And then that ripples out into our lives outside of the gym. So love the way you uh, implement that and get people moving and loving, loving it and supporting each other. Yeah. And that's not to say that there's, there, there's absolutely a benefit to having those boards up there. I mean, other gyms have them all around us and, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just, I guess we wanted to just try something different. I saw a trend happening where we were at and I figured if we didn't make some sort of change, it was going to lead to a spot. I didn't want that gym to be in. Um, and so it worked out great for us and it's worked out so far. It might not be the way we were at forever, but um, it, it was definitely a fun experiment and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Uh, all right. Let's, 
it's almost eight o'clock, so let's wrap this up. Anybody have any last concluding thoughts they've been thinking about? Doesn't even have to be about Popeye the workout. It could be, you know, what you're gonna do to celebrate after the workout. What do, you, what do we got going on? What are some concluding thoughts, Mike, Christy? Let you guys go first. I'm sure Christy has a concluding thought for sure. Oh, I'll definitely have a beer. That's definitely what I will do. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's Christy drinking? What's the beer of choice? Oh, I like Dos Equis right now. I'm on a Dos Equis kick. Oh, that's interesting. Huh? Yes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. <laughs> yes. Most interesting mom in the world. Yes. With salt and a lime, you know? Ooh, there we go. <laughs> Mike, what about you? What are you thinking? Oh, man. There's just a lot of, a lot of good comments. Um, but uh, I'm really looking forward to this workout. I, I honestly have no idea really how it's going to go. Um, I, I've never, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm curious to see what happens. I'm hoping I surprise myself. Uh, and then, and the only other thought I had concluding was, you know, especially with respect to Brandon's approach to leaderboards and everything. Um, I would just, I just have one question, which is um, what value is a leaderboard at a gym at which the workout scores are self-reported? That's, that's, that's my closing me. comment. Ooh, ooh. So you, Michael, do you not trust people? Is this, <laughs> is this a deeper conversation? Different <laughs> podcast <we have> to... <laughs> I trust, no, uh, I, I don't trust my ability to count when my heart rate is the, at 180. The worst with the leaderboard is when there's someone, when it, what Brandon and I were talking about, when it starts to become negative, people become so consumed by the score that they start shaving reps. And like, oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't ever notice it because I'm like too busy coaching, but you know, the other athletes notice it. And then, <laughs> and then they start coming to you about it and you're just like, oh no, yeah. and you just want to yeah. burn the whole thing down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can definitely attest to that. That was, that was kind of another, I didn't even bring that up, but you know, as a coach, you, you realize that, I mean, I, I, I'm watching these people every day and you know, I mean, you, you can see that they're not doing all the reps and as a coach, it, it doesn't bother me as much. They're in there, they're getting fit. They don't do a couple of reps. It, it's, it, it's fine by me. I, I don't mind, but when someone is basing their entire day off this individual and you know, it's a hundred double unders and they're doing 50 and then taking off on the run, <laughs> I know that. Uh, but I'm not going to say anything to anybody, but yeah, I mean, people have to understand on those, when you see those, those leaderboards in gyms, people cheat all the time. It's just, it's just, I mean, it, it happens more often than you would think. And so I, 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 that's why I just think that people don't need to base so much off of that base who you're following in the class, base, how you feel, how you look, how you feel before, how you feel after. Um, that's the biggest things like the biggest piece of advice I can give people make it fun. I love yeah. it. And Very I definitely fun. cannot, I definitely cannot count to a hundred when my heart rate is at 180. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brandon, you got any concluding thoughts? I want to wrap up this podcast for us. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. The workouts have been great so far. Uh, when I, when I got to watch Mike do it uh, the last time he did it, it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I kicked myself for not doing it like he had asked me to in the beginning. Um, but, uh, no, it, it, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm stoked. I know the forearms are going to be absolutely destroyed after this. So I'm just kind of embracing it. 
and uh, I'll just I, maybe I'll just ice them down with a with a, with a cold beer. One of Christie's Dos Equis. I'll warm that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Roll that out on my forearms afterwards. She'll she'll bring them on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Nothing more than some good morning drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, uh, everyone listening, you heard it here. You got your strategy. And thank you to the three of you for coming on. Good luck, everyone. Thanks. Thanks, guys.